Welcome to Women Empower Active. This is a re-release episode where I interview Helen Thayer with uh, my co-host Erica Mann, who is a model and actress and businesswoman and also a former teammate of mine. Helen is an amazing adventurer. She has done so much in her career and she really has an interesting way of looking at accomplishing goals kind of how she can accomplish them instead of if she can accomplish them and then methodically plans out how to do it. It's truly inspiring. She makes the impossible possible. And I really think you'll take a lot from this episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Women Empower Active. I'm your host, Jacqueline Gross. Uh, my co-host here is amazing Erica Mann. Today we have Helen Thayer. I'm so excited about because I actually saw you at Grit and Grace in 2015, speaking, Ooh. yeah, about your Polar Dream uh, novel. And that to me was like so inspiring. I left that event like just stoked to adventure. And so I couldn't wait to have you on here. Um, so I was wondering if we could just start with the basics. Can you tell us a little bit about how you grew up, Helen? Well, I grew up on a 10,000 acre farm in New Zealand. Um, and my parents liked to, they were mountain climbers as, as a hobby. And a very close family friend was Sir Edmund Hillary, the first person to summit Mount Everest. And so I had these wonderful childhood mentors um, who encouraged me into the outdoors. And I actually started climbing mountains when I was nine years old. Uh, it was a winter climb of Mount Karanaki, eight and a half thousand feet. And uh, that was a huge um, start to my life. I learned a lot of lessons on that mountain, uh, such things as such as my dad saying, um, you know, you could imagine nine-year-old legs halfway up this eight and a half thousand foot mountain in winter turned to lead. Well, my dad kept saying, you don't climb a mountain in one giant step. It's one step at a time. My mother kept saying, visualize yourself. See, get a picture in your mind and keep it there of yourself standing on the summit. And those two lessons have been two very important lessons that have taken me throughout my entire life, through all my expeditions. When the tougher it is, the more you start saying one step at a time. In fact, I'm, I'm just recently, I was uh, the first person to, to trek the full length of Death Valley. And uh, wow. I started on my 80th birthday. Yeah. Well, everything was fine until I had some bad food halfway. And I, <laughs> food poisoning. I, mean, I always say expeditions, you, you have it well planned, something is going to go wrong somewhere, so you have to be prepared. Well, I had a temperature of 104, and the park service wanted to take me off to the hospital, but I said no, uh, because if I go out, I might not come back and, and restart. I want to finish this, because I know I can. I've done this sort of thing before. And they looked at me as I was a crazy woman, but let me go. And so on I went, and it was one step at a time. I got through six days of of that, uh, for the first three days, it was 104 degree temperature. Because I kept going, I didn't recover very fast as a result, and I knew that would happen. But one step at a time, I focused 100 feet ahead of me, went to a point there, then another 100 feet, another 100 feet. And while I was going slower during the days, I was making progress. And I could see myself standing at the end of that uh, long, long desert walk. And I, I I knew I could do it, and I, and I did it. So. It's just proof that if you really put what that one step ahead of all the time, never, never go into the negatives. Once you say, oh, 
I'm in bad shape, I can't do this, well, you might as well go home, pack your bags and go home and stay there. But if you're willing to put yourself out, put your mind ahead and believe in yourself, that's very important. Believe, I can do this. After all, what is one more step in my whole life? That's the easy. Well, you take that <laughs> and then you tell yourself another little lie and on you keep going. Yep. And of course, it can be a series of lies to yourself, but just make sure you believe them. And you just keep going, you keep going, and you keep going. And then what do you know? You've made it. You think, my goodness, I got through it after all. And, uh, you know, park service, you can imagine, oh, no, you can't do this, you're a woman. Well, I said, what does that got to do with anything? And so they got over that. And then they said, well, uh, you know, you're too ill. We've got to take you to the hospital. No, I'm not too ill. I don't have to go to the hospital. I can do this. And so you see, it's just a matter of, and also not allowing other people to, to tell you you can't. Mm. Just don't do that. And then I never set out to, to prove because you say I can't do it, I will not go out and to prove that I can, to prove you wrong because right. I probably won't make it. And that's very false. Instead, I go out there because I know I can do it and I want to do it. So therefore, mm. I will do it. Okay. So that's really how everything started. That's rather, rather long, long. Uh, no, it's perfect. Short it's question. perfect. But it, it, that's, that was a huge start, and and uh, my husband, of course, had the same uh, same idea. So we fit 55 years of marriage, we fit very well like that. So, and then of course it's continued on through the years. Even uh, in uh, my husband and I walked 4,000 miles across the Sahara Desert, and uh, um, we were only three three weeks into it into Algeria. We crossed through seven countries, and we were kidnapped, and we were stood up side by side to be executed by a gun, gun, gunshot. And the guns were pointed at our heads, ready for the trigger. And my husband had this bright idea, and we got out of that a little bit. And so, but even then, standing there, knowing that you're about to be executed, there was something in me that kept say, saying to me, in, right deep inside, probably through habit of being always positive, I know, I know it's not going to happen. Wait, wait, wait. When, what is, what, what's the story? Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you please go back and step? Wait, how did that happen? <laughs> we, were, we were kidnapped. You see, we were walking with our camels across uh-huh. the entire, uh, we're the first person to walk, um, now I'm the first woman to walk from Morocco to the Nile, 4,000 miles across the Sahara. Uh-huh. And the first country was Algeria. Well, we had not seen people in three weeks. And here was this dust cloud. Oh, people, how wonderful. So we're waving, you know, hi, hi, hi. Here we are. Well, it turned out to be a truckload of rebel soldiers. And that was not good news at all. And so we uh, were both, my husband, American, and I was traveling on my American passport, even though I have two passports, New Zealand and American. And um, they found that out. And then... Uh, um, they didn't like that. And uh, being what they were, um, very aggressive, um, totally out of out of their heads, um, then we, they kidnapped us. Yeah. And through all of our gear, unloaded the camels and threw everything onto their truck. Then the, their, their plan was... Wait, you said they murdered the camels? They, they, they would have done. Oh, oh okay, okay, they yeah. Unloaded, they unloaded everything from the camels and put everything, all of our gear on the truck. Uh-huh. And then their, their plan was to kill us. And then they would shoot our camels and then take off with everything. So, but we, but my husband, 
um, he, uh, he's, he's a helicopter pilot. And um, he suddenly said, as a, as a last minute, in the very last minute, he said, you know, do you mind if I put my hand in my pocket and take my GPS out? Because this was a gift that Helen gave me, which was a lie, that she gave me, and it would be mean a lot to me to die with this in my hand. And of course, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you're crazy. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so who wants to man, he's lost his mind. And so anyway, took it out, and then he pretended to put, you know, a message on 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 the keypad. Mm -hmm. but GPS only receives; it does not send. Well, he said to them, "I've just sent a message to our base camp, and there'll be a helicopter out here within five minutes. I've described you, and they know who you are." Well, they believed him, and they unloaded, threw everything off the truck, and drove off as fast as they could go. And what they didn't realize, what they didn't realize, we did not. Our budget did not run to base camps, nor to helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> got out of it. But in standing there afterwards, we talked about this, and we both felt inside that we, we were going to get out of this. Somehow mm -hmm. And I think it's just from the habit of always thinking positively ahead. I can mm -hmm. do this. I know right. I can make this work. Somehow I will find a way to make it work. And then wow. I walked across the Gobi Desert with a serious hip in injury. And um, there were days when my tears were just rolling down my face from pain. But I knew I could do it. It was 1,600 miles. I know I can do this. And I did it. And, and I'm not superwoman. I'm five foot three and 145. Or now I guess I'm about 139 pounds. And I'm, I'm you know, I work out every day. I have two-hour workout every day. And with weights and horses so you know and, and, and it's, it's society's a strange thing i'm now 83 years old well mm -hmm. according to society i suppose i should be dead the way they talk because they keep telling me oh it's time to start it's, it's, this is too much for you um and all this sort of thing well you know don't i have the right to decide if it's too much for me is yep. not my own body going to tell me these things? And is it all right, society, if I continue with my life as I wish? Mm -hmm. Instead of you know, all that negative. So right. we have to push. And I think as women, we need to push that negative stuff away. Mm -hmm. When I tried mm -hmm. to get, uh, I noticed one of your questions was funding for my walk to the pole. Yeah. I was refused because I was a woman. Yeah. I was told by three CEOs of different companies. Yeah. In their big leather overstuffed chairs behind these enormous desks with nothing much on them, much different to mine. And so it was, well, you're a woman and you're going alone and uh, you can't do that because you're a woman. Well, I couldn't see any point in even arguing with them. There was no point if that was their opinion. And so then finally after the third one, I decided that's done. I'm done. I, yeah. I, don't, want, I don't want anybody's money. Your values just don't, I mean, that you don't want money from people val whose values don't align with your own. And no, so low. Don't give me your money. I don't want your money. Right, so, right. Uh, it's absolutely done. They were done. In my world, they were done. Mm -hmm. um, they were just men who did not understand that, that women have a right in this world. And, and don't tell me, well, you're a woman. Just mm -hmm. like, well, you're a woman. 
Well, I knew that. <laughs> like, thank you for that. Thank you for that information. And then, uh, and then, you know, and you're going to be 50 years old. Well, I had that one figured out. I mean, I can count to 50. Right. So, um, okay. Nothing. They were telling me nothing that was a mystery at all. Mm -hmm. The disappointment to me was the the, the gender discrimination. Was, mm -hmm. and I ran into that many times, uh, you know, over the years in, in expeditions. Where you, but now it, it is ch it's changing. Yeah, it is changing. Um, I know when I walked Death Valley, all these uh, um, rangers and people came out, and they were men, and they were just. They, they were really, they were happy to meet me, you know, women yeah. doing this. Uh, two men had tried it before me and had failed. And, and now this woman, and she's how old? And so, um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun on that journey. So how do you, how do you see it changing? Like specifically, you just stated one example of how you see it changing, but how, how else do you see that changing? Um, just being respected as a woman in, in your environment that, you know, adventuring and, and planning all of these trips. How, how do you see it changing? Well, I, I think what I see is I don't stand up on, on my soapbox screaming to the world, feminism, uh, down with men and all that. I don't do it. I don't go that route. Never have. Uh -huh. What I do is I go out and do it in my own way. Right. Not prove to the men or women that hey, we're better or equal or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just go out and do it. Right. And then, for example, then your show. Example in a quiet way. You're um, you're busy. Uh, you know, you you can demonstrate that you can do it. <laughs> Um, and so by just doing it without a lot of fanfare, then you uh, are demonstrating that what women can do. Right. And then uh, when they ask me questions, well, about when I say, well, this is what women can do, I tell them then, mm -hmm. you know, we can all do this because we're all created equal. Mm -hmm. A person in this world is a special person. And so... Um, and I think by just sheer demonstration, just, mm -hmm. just that, that we can that we can do these things. You had some, said something earlier that kind of struck a chord with me because I have a difficulty not taking on all, like taking on challenges when I'm speaking with somebody or something else. It's just like my competitive, you know, nature. And you had said, I don't do it because somebody told me I can't. I do it because I believe I could. How how did you kind of get to that? that point for yourself like I was a combat athlete for many years mm -hmm. and, um, and I represent three countries in international track and field and then I became the United States national luge champion mm -hmm. and so and I was on the U.S. national luge team as well wow <laughs> I've had a lot of international competitive sports mm -hmm. but I was also a mountain climber and so then I I was able to compare the two where was I truly happy? Mm -hmm. And I was happiest in the mountains because I didn't have to compete against other people. And I discovered early on in my competitive career, I didn't do well if I actually went out there, well, I'm going to beat, you know, Susie Jones today and think about Susie Jones and how I was going to beat her. 
I didn't like that. It didn't, ha it didn't work for me at all well. It seemed not a friendly way to conduct my life. And so rather I would go out, okay, my best throw is say 180 feet. Now today I'm going to throw 185 and mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I, I, so I was competing against myself to, to, to provide myself a personal best. And so that's how, that's why I was found success for me. Um, mm -hmm. So then it was easy uh, with, to, for me to, to give up all of that and go into mountain climbing where I wasn't competing. You were then a team and you depended on each other, especially at the very high altitudes, over 20,000. Mm -hmm. And so, and I liked that teamwork. I liked that caring about each other. That was more me. And then um, I discovered that I didn't really mind my own company too much. I could, if others couldn't stand it, I could stand it. <laughs> 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 on expeditions alone. And so mm -hmm. that's why I took on the uh, Magnetic North Pole alone. Mm -hmm. And that was an interesting journey. That was a that was a good learning experience. Do you want to do you want to speak a little bit about that? About the story of that, your gear and like your the journey length and things like that. Well, uh, I was really a, a female pioneer of sorts because yeah. in 1988 there was nothing for women. Um, you know, where was the sled? And I was wearing unisex clothes and and. Um, uh, you know, they forget that women have hips that men don't, and, <laughs> and it wasn't a sled. I had to find somebody to actually a Boeing engineer to, to design my sled, and finally yeah. put something together that can stand low temperatures and a beating on that Arctic ice. So I had to discover all of this for myself, not much to read on. Then you really couldn't go on the internet like you can now and pick up every little detail. It right. Just, it wasn't, it was a totally different world, mm -hmm. and so I had to figure it out. But that was part of the challenge. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, I realized how really fortunate I was that not only was I the first woman to do this or first woman to solo any of the world's poles, which wasn't terribly important to me. It was more the challenge, the challenge of figuring it out. And because I knew if I didn't plan well, because I've always believed that a plan without, with, with a, a, a goal without a plan is only a dream. You might as well forget it and stay home. You've got to plan well. So planning and and uh, just meeting the challenge of all those details that I had to figure out by myself, then finally setting out among those polar bears with my dog Charlie um, was it was amazing. I have never been. People say, "Oh, you must be so brave to to, to face up to polar bears." No, no, no. I am not a brave person. I was so scared. I, I didn't know you could be that scared and still stand up on your feet. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. I knew what would happen to me if a polar bear decided to, to go for me, really. Re and, you know, Charlie at my side or my, my rifle, my flag, I might not be of any use. I could be killed in the most awful way imaginable. Mm -hmm. Because I crush the victim's head when the polar bear hunts. And so, you know, it wasn't a pretty picture. So, but I learned that it's okay to be afraid. And admit it, say it, but is how do you handle it? Yeah. How are you going to handle this fear? If you handle it in a wrong way, you're going to panic and you're going to just, just fall to pieces on it. But if you want to stand up to your full height and say, I can do this. I have a right to be here too. This is my place too. I can be here. I'm going to, it's going to be okay. I know what I'm doing. And stand up there and be confident 
content within yourself, then you won't panic. So, mm-hmm. so really, I figured out that lesson was it's okay to be afraid, afraid, no problem about talking about it, and there's nothing wrong with being afraid. Just how are you going to handle it? That, and, and the fears throughout life, there's many things that will, will happen throughout life that are fearsome, and, and you might not be trembling in your shoes with fear, but you might be afraid that, you know, something happened, is going to happen to your car in this long journey, and you might break down. Have the confidence to know that you can handle it. Mm-hmm. You walk through that door of fear, and on the other side, you handle it in a confident, calm way, knowing, knowing you can do it. This whole life, life is all about, I've discovered at my age that a big part of life is knowing that we can do it. Mm-hmm. it it's, and it's okay to be not perfect. It's, that's okay. We can do it as imperfect as we are and the mistakes we make sometimes, we can do it. Just figure it out. Again, mm-hmm. You know, people said to me, You'll be killed by the bears. You'll fall through the ice and drown. The winds will sweep you away. You'll freeze to death. So forth and so forth. Or chunks of ice will fall over on you on pressure ridges and crush you to death. So all of these negatives were pouring in from all sides, except from my family and my husband. Wow. They were very supportive. But everybody else. And then when it was time for me to leave, I, people saw me off and I, they acted as though they were attending my funeral. And it was very <laughs> negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's give you a good farewell party. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt as though I just attended my own funeral because everybody was telling me how I wasn't going to come back. <laughs> really there to see like, for the last time. How do you <laughs> like block all that energy? Like, because there's, there's so much energy coming at you. How do you block that energy? I know you talked about thinking about it but like do you meditate like that's a lot of negative energy <laughs> it is and it surrounds you and if you let it it will engulf you but no i have the kind of nature you can talk to me all day i mean right there on the screen you can talk to me all day and you can tell me how oh, oh, you're 83 years old now you need to quit now and don't do this anymore blah 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 i'm hearing all this stuff coming in and all the time i'm thinking well good luck lady that's your life it's not mine i'll, I'll want to thank you very much if you don't mind and of course you're saying this inside you don't want to be rude and tell them you know go away <laughs> you just you know but but you stand fast on your own feet knowing i can do this i don't care what they say that's their problem and it is their problem it's not mine i mean if you were to say oh tis tis you shouldn't be doing this thing you're far too old you should be uh whatever you're doing you're supposed to do when you're 83 years old and so, but in the meantime, I'm standing fast on my own two feet, thinking, that's okay. Let that be your problem, not mine. And then that blocks it. It stops it right there. Because awesome. I put the problem in your, in your lap. It's not in mine anymore. Your problem, you're going to worry more about my age than I do. So therefore, it's your problem. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Thank you very much. for. In fact, I have told people that. I said, well, you know, if you're worried about my age, why don't you stay home and worry about my age and I'll go do it? <laughs> right? I'll go do my thing. You got a handle over there. So you can worry about You're putting all the negativity back in those people's lap. That negativity belongs to them. They said it. It belongs to them. It doesn't belong to me. You said it. I don't. It doesn't belong to me because I didn't take it. Mm-hmm. I give it back to you. It's in your lap. So if I don't own it, I don't have it. I'm okay. 
It's your problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you did talk about a lot of stuff that you learned when you were growing up and when you were young and that you were actually like uh, track and field and then did mountain climbing and stuff uh, as you got older. Was there any other um, athletic sports that you were involved in? Um, well, I was that- a skier and a kayaker. So I was really a lot of sport. I was always very physical. And I, you see, when I first started my 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 international track and field career was as a discus thrower. Well, discus throwers are not five foot three. And so I talked to my parents about this. Well, they said, you know, uh, we'll support you all the way, but you know, you're a bit on the short side. <laughs> and I said, I'll figure it out. And I figured it out. You see, if they work out, if, if they work out, say, four hours a day, I work out six or eight hours a day. And when I started, it was most, uh, or society frowned on women who weight trained. Oh, you might make a muscle somewhere. Oh. <laughs> so what we did, um, my dad set up a gym in one of the big barns. We had 10,000 acres. It was a very sophisticated big farm. He set up a gym for me. I lifted weights in private. And I lifted weights mm-hmm. and got very strong. And I, and I naturally had a lot of natural speed. And I could do things that big six-foot people can't do. And so I made up for things. And I threw over 200 feet, uh, I threw 204 feet for number eight in the world at one time. And wow. so, which proves that, you know, figure it out. And I, I knew that I had a huge disadvantage, about a foot too short. But hey, you know, don't tell me the problem. I'll figure this one out. And I did. And so it's, uh, it's, it's just, um, you know, those are just so many lessons throughout life. Um, when I look back on them, sometimes I can see why some people laugh and thought I was a bit daft, but I was, I knew what I was doing. I could do. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think women have the ability to think into things more. Mm-hmm. I experience. I think we do if we allow ourselves to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just remember, every per- I believe every person that's created in this world is special under themselves. We all have something special we can do. Find out what it is and then go for it. Really build on that. Right. Put too short. So, okay, I've got other things that will make up for that. Arms, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> all sorts of things, you know. You'll figure it out. You've talked about a lot of successes that you've had that kind of like proved your rule. Like I knew I could do it, so I did it. Is there any times when you knew you could do it and you didn't do it? And then how did you, how did that like change your thinking? Well, I was on my way to the South Pole. Uh-huh. Again, and I went into a crevasse uh-huh. and alone, you're not, you know, I went pretty deep <clears throat> and you, normally you don't get out of those places alive. Yeah, that's 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 your you know where you finish up, but I knew that there was no way. I, I somehow I had to get out because I realised even with my emergency beacon, I could turn it on. They wouldn't know where it was because I was too deep. I couldn't signal it. Finally, a long story short, I got out while I was pretty badly injured, hip and leg and so forth. And, and so I decided that you know I'm not quitting right now. I, I need to quit if I can just get within the site. See the South Pole. It's this big flat area and there's all these buildings, 
huge domes. Americans have, uh, America has got this big uh, um, South Pole station there. And it consists of these huge domes and things that you can see from many miles, several miles distance. If I can see it, then I'll quit. Well, I kept on and it was very bad. I was in great pain. Um, and so I, I, attacked my, I attacked my first aid kit and got pain pills. I ate them all up like candy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was in bad shape. And then finally, I could barely walk. So then, but now you see I'm five miles away. I can see the buildings. And now I can quit. I thought, no, I just need to get up closer to so I can take a photo of my tent and the buildings in the background. I need that. So then I crawl another mile. And then finally, and I got my tent up, and I took the photo, then I pressed the emergency button. And, but it was always up. But so I made it to within four miles. I could see all the buildings. I have the photo of my tent here and, and the buildings in the background. So <laughs> gotta get that photo. Basically made it, but I didn't actually touch the spot. And for a long time, uh, that disturbed me a great deal. I was very disappointed that I didn't actually do that. Um, but then I thought, well, you know, so what? I was within four miles. I could see everything. But Got a photo there, so it's best just to move on. But I was disappointed on that one. But the crevasse got in the way, and apparently I wasn't meant to get that extra four miles. I sure fought hard to get as far as I did go. But I put in enough energy to get to where I did. I could have walked to the pole six times. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had, um, it's hard for me to think of disappointments because I tend to put them aside and move on it's okay like, um i just don't really dwell on them i yeah one stands out only because it was it was a big you know it was a big affair of the, the injury that i had and everything but oh other ones it's been you know i would have loved to have been an opera singer but i didn't even try for that one that was ridiculous I, mean, <laughs> I could have made a lot of singing because people would have paid me a lot of money to be quiet um, <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, and that would have been nice. Um, yeah, figure skating, but no, 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 that would never work. Not to, no, no, I'm, I'm more the, <laughs> the athletic type rather than the figure skater. That wouldn't have worked well either. So you see, some of those things, you know that you're not suited to it. And that, there's no, never going to be a way around it. So just don't bother with that. Go to things that you know that you can figure it out and do it. Yeah. And, do it. and so, but my disappointments... I think it's, I'm sort of the eternal optimist and I don't, um, no, I, I suppose too, another reason why the disappointments don't dwell too heavily on me is because I've got six projects ahead of me that I really need to get on with. Okay. Um, so that disappointment there, well, okay, that's past. Let's get on with what I want to do. Yeah, so like, kind of throw you kind of throw yourself back into planning and and getting inspired to you know get out there again and yeah. challenge yourself. Yeah, yeah, get out. Yeah, like don't 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 wallow in yourself, pity. Oh my goodness, I didn't make it. So <laughs> didn't make it four miles. Well, hey, if you don't say if you if you don't think I made it, well, that's your problem again. That's your problem. I think I made it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Sorry. <laughs> I made it the hard way. I crawled the last mile. Jeez. 
slave. Pulling a slave was ridiculous when I think about it. But anyway, <laughs> 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 it made, would have made a lot more sense to press the emergency button miles back there. Trained my entire body of everything. Right. You just gave it everything that you had, and I, I guess maybe that's the success in itself. Like you well, tried. To- I, you know, when I think about it now, I think you know there probably has not been a person who stepped there on that spot, the South Pole, that ever worked as harder than I did to get there. Because <laughs> they normally don't crawl. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh. So if you think of that picture, that had to be pretty silly looking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you have to look at things from a realistic point of view. Yeah. And it, right, right now, I'm, I'm, I always have to have a goal. I'm a goal, I'm a goal setter. I'm goal oriented and a planner. Mm-hmm. And that's my life. I love it. And I'm, I'm, now it's the National Parks. And I'm, going, I'm hiking um, the National Parks. I've done three of them so far. Death Valley was the first one. I went back and did it the second time with, with my dog, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, dog, Sam. Um, with, and he's the first dog to walk the entire length as a, uh, as a dog. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Even your dog's setting some records. Right? <laughs> what? I had Sam. You see, I lost my husband due to an accident in 2016, and and he had planned this Death Valley journey for the two of us. So when it came time, and he passed away due to the accident, and then, so I decided to go ahead and do it in his memory. So I did it the first time alone, and so then the second time, I went back with Sam. And, I, and that's why I got Sam to have it as a hiking companion because I'd lost my hiking, you know, 55 years of marriage. And so I had to, and Sam, I, I got him as a rescue dog, his golden shepherd, um, as a, a German shepherd golden retriever next, the most marvelous dog. And so um, so he, he and I did it the next year together. And then I decided to go on with more national parks. Um, I will... I go to as many national parks I can visit and hike them with Sam. And I've done the craters of the moon. Um, I hiked about 300 miles there. And then I did um, Joshua National Park. I hiked about 200 miles there. And I'm going down to um, uh, what is it, the uh, Organ Pipe National Monument. Uh, I'm hoping to do it in April. Um, and I'll hike about four... 400 miles or so. Wow. What I do, I go into the back country and I document it through photography. I write my notes and this geography, geology, photography, and any history, I write it all up, put it on the Adventure Classroom website. And then uh, we do a video of it. There's three videos. There's a video of each of the three ones that I've done. So. And who, who is that with? Um, Adventure Classroom? Yeah, yeah, put them on. It's for adventure classroom so that I can take the message uh, um, from from a hiker's point of view um, mm-hmm. to the kids and cool. encourage them get out of the car go out and walk walk the trails walk the back country mm-hmm. walk, just enjoy enjoy these beautiful places and I'm hoping to write a children's book about each park but Sam oh, cool. tell a story of each park oh so cool yes, That'd so be awesome. So those are my plans. Uh, 
and goals for the future. And that would take me a lot of parts. Yeah. So I've got several thousand miles to walk here. <laughs> so, so I just keep on going. So I need to keep taking my vitamins and do my daily workouts to live long enough to cover them all. I'm sure you will. <laughs> you no, seem so very focused. I had to cancel them this year because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. It's okay. This, this too will pass. We all just have to be patient. <laughs> like Women in Power Active, this, this chat that we're doing right now is to basically encourage women to, you know, get out and do like active things that they've never tried before because, you know, like you, there's probably not everybody knows how to, you know, take something and then break it down and then plan it out. Um, so maybe what advice would you give women um, to, to break something down like that, to, you know, have a goal and then like take it and schedule it out, you know, three months in advance or half a year in advance? Well, I think the first thing is you have to think, what is it that I truly have my heart on? What would I truly love to do? Okay, what's that? Well, and then, you know, then there's the difficulties. And you have to say, okay, now I need to plan for this. And then keep planning. And only when the plan is in place that you, that you, that you take that first step. Because as I've said before, a, a goal without a plan is simply a dream. So plan and plan, get it down right. And then, um, and then you come to, to pitfalls and, and, and problems and, well, okay, then they will take some research or some figuring out around this barrier. Then once you're around that one, there's going to be another one on the other side. So you just keep on, keep on solving those problems mm-hmm. until you have that plan in place. Mm-hmm. When that plan is solid in your mind, mm-hmm. and then something else that I do now, I, for instance, when, when I took my uh, solo walk to the pole, I knew I was polar bears would be the greatest. So I would sit, and I and I actually envisioned myself meeting a polar bear. What will I do? And, and, and in my mind, I'd see pictures of how I'd be standing there with my flare pistol and with Charlie, and these sorts of things. And I oh. practiced that in my mind: what I will do in those emergencies. And so in, in emergency uh, situations, what I do is I, I try to visualize them, and visualize myself actually, actually solving them at the time so that when I'm confronted, if I'm confronted with that problem, mm-hmm. I'm immediately ready to do it because I've already practiced it in my mind. It's just the same as in sports. Um, you might throw the discus a hundred times in, in a workout, but you've sat for an hour probably just visualizing that perfect technique that, and it's drilled into your mind. It's the same as when you're planning for an expedition or anything difficult. Figure out the pitfalls and imagine what you will do and see in your picture, in your mind's picture there, what you will do at that instance. Then when it, if it happens, you will be able to react. So that's all part of the planning. But thank you so much. I really appreciate this. It's a- yes. You can follow me personally at Jacqueline Gross. That's J-A-C-A-L-Y-N-G-R-O-S-S on all social platforms, mostly post pictures of my running adventures. You can follow UR Sportswear. That's the letter U, the letter R, Sportswear on all social platforms. You can check out any of our products at URSportswear.com. 
Um, you can follow Erica Mann, that's at underscore Erica Mann, E-R-I-C-A-M-A-N-N -N, on Instagram. And I hope that you enjoy this episode.